What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of How Far Podcast. It is your girl, Whitney. And do not forget, we are on Twitter at How Far Podcast. That's how you know when the next episode will be and what the topic is on. So that that way you can go ahead and, you know, join in the conversation. Also, we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Anchor. What's up? (laughs) That is how I record all of my podcasts. So while you're listening, please go ahead and like. Do all that fun engagement stuff so that other people can you know find a podcast and listen guys we have made it halfway through the year like who would have thought that we would be here right now like we will be in june and this the thing june just can't be june june is pride month so we're still going to turn up and celebrate and all that good stuff in our household but we're still going to turn up and so for this month every single sunday i will be having an lgbtq individual just telling us about themselves and who they are and their story so you know i want you to grab your juice box your water your wine your hard liquor whatever you usually just use to relax yourself i want you to go ahead and just grab that and listen and enjoy and you know how the episodes go i tell you how far my week but this month isn't about me at all so for right now just say "Mm, it was okay but i'll download you the gist later but for right now just enjoy Okay, guys, so today I have an LGBTQ individual from Nigeria. As you guys know, I'm also a Nigerian, but I don't reside in Nigeria, and and this person does. And so today I just wanted this person to go ahead and share their story, tell us about who they are and how the movement is going. As we know, it is Pride Month, which is exciting, but it's not always, it's not always exciting for everyone, and not everyone is able to celebrate how the rest of the world is and so today we will be celebrating with them and just getting to know them for who they are so let's start off with what is your name um my name is i i don't like talking uh i don't like calling my son name because it's very long and stressful so i just i just use matthew please yes got it and what are you have a native name let me let me mentioned that my native name is Chukudi. I am Igbo. Oh, you have not you have Igbo. Wow, interesting. I did not know that. I'm also Igbo. My native name is Chisu. Oh. oh, wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um so what are your pronouns? So what pronouns do you prefer? Um I actually use um the masculine pronouns e and im and I use the neutral gender neutral pronouns they and them. So just anyone you prefer okay got it and what do you identify as um non-binary okay um so i'm gay yes gay is also my identity okay so non-binary and gay um and what part of the world are you located in you don't have to say like your state or anything but you could say like the country oh no lagos nigeria okay so when did you first come into your identity and the person that you are and when you first realized who you are and um and your identity how did you perceive it was it positive was it negative how did you, how did you take that um actually i i think i first discovered myself when i was little i guess i was seven then but I could not just I could not place a name to what I was feeling. I I felt I was attracted to younger boys in my area and also older men. 
but uh, it was strange to me but i just i just lived by it and i would always do this regular nigerian um uncompleted building drama where you have kids come together in in an uncompleted building to act a particular drama where someone would, would be the father and another person would be the mother so i like playing the motherly role i like being the mother always and i love it when a man is the father so whenever we are playing like that i get to be intimate with a man at that point because i was playing the role of a mother and um it's i i had this conflict in my head while growing up because of it but i did not really let it let it get into me yes i was young and uh, i i was not really facing homophobia that time i just had to face femphobic people who would call me woman rapper and all sorts of condescending condescending names for for femme people and whenever they say it, I'll just go somewhere and cry. And that is it. I never really faced serious homophobia until I began. And I never really had internalized homophobia at that point until I started going to church. Started going to church. I, the priest, um, by then we had this thing where we called... Um, children all in church where you'd go and and yes you insist on this sermon and all that so uh every time the the cat keys would always tell us the story of sodom and gomorrah um how god destroyed sodom and gomorrah because of homosexuality did not tell us anything aside that he said god destroyed sodom and gomorrah because of homosexuality so that was where the conflict started for me i i was trying to to the puzzle was now scattered like was now very scattered before i was trying to like put things together but now it was scattered it was displaced i could not just fix them so my journey my journey started and it was with internalized homophobia which wasn't funny at all i had to go for conversion therapy many times i had to see different priests who would pray for me who would deliver me who would do all sorts of things to me and still i wouldn't change i had to do many things until i finally came to the realization that nothing is changing nothing is changing at all i would just nothing nothing is changing so i just had to accept my core identity the way the way the way it was and i had to build on myself i had to build walls around myself and homophobic people i had to like close i had to close my head so they won't get into it which has been so good and it has been really stressful stressful for me especially as an open gay person in nigeria and effeminate so you see people saying all sort of things to you 
all sorts of derogatory things, threatening to kill you, threatening to report you to the police and and get you in prison for 14 years, threatening to lynch you and all that. So most of the things they say end up messing up with my with my mental health. And I, I keep telling people that I don't think I'm in a good place mentally because I have not, I, I don't think I'm in a good place mentally at all. And I don't think I'll be in a good place mentally as long as I stay in Nigeria. So I just try to live my life once at, at a time, but knowing fully well that I am gay and nothing is changing that. And if I don't work towards a revolution, it might not, it might not really happen. If I don't work towards a revolution with other gay people, it might not really happen. So now it's, I am very positive about my sexuality. I have come to embrace it so well. I have come to guard it. Um, I have come to a point where I got my sexuality so jealously that whenever you bring your homophobic homophobic comments or slurs around me, I just I, I find a way to push you away. I find a way to discard you totally like 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 a Twitter post that I don't want to post anymore. I just I just throw you out totally. So it's been like that for me, and I'm so grateful for growth. I'm so happy that I have come to this point. Yes. So being being a gay Nigerian, just as you said, it must be very difficult. So how are you able to still, if you are connected to your culture, how are you still able to... How are you still able to relate to your culture and accept your culture if you still do? And if you if you don't accept your culture or if you don't want to be involved with things that go on in your society, um, how are you dealing with that? Like being a Nigerian and living in Nigeria and having to still, um, I guess, live among the Nigerians that are very in tune with their culture, even though that the things that, that their culture believes in, it's not, it doesn't make too much sense. Um, um, actually, for me, um, culture is, is a set of rules, a set of principles made by men, made by a group of men, made by selfish men, made by, um, by patriarchal men, made by, by people, made by people that never consulted me to ask for my opinion on how it would benefit me and other minorities. So this is how I view culture. And I I tell most Nigerians that most most of the cultures which we've adapted today are not able our culture. So if you are coming with the defense of of homosexuality is not your culture, then you really don't know your culture. Because because before before colonialism, we had records of women marrying women. women and yeah. That the we all all over Africa, all over Africa. If you read this this um article by Benedict, uh, Benedict okay, Benedict, oh Jesus, this woman that work won the Man's Booker Prize Award for last year, Evaristo something. So she she had this article where she talked about. 
about homosexuality in pre-colonial Africa. So we had homosexuality everywhere. We had um, kings marrying in, in Ghana. We had kings marrying marrying effeminate, effeminate people. In, in other parts of Africa, we had things like this, and none of these people were disrespected. None of these people were killed. None of these people were, were treated as, as slaves of all, all, all or outcasts, none of these people were treated that way. They were treated with dignity, they were treated with respect. So most of this most of this recent recent culture uh most most of this culture that we tend to to use to defend our bigotry today uh, uh were actually influenced by colonialism which <laughs> which I strongly oppose. And then that's my basis. So I, I, I see the culture as diluted and I, I no longer believe in it anymore. And a culture that is misogynistic, a culture that supports a lot of harmful practices, why should I stick to that culture? Why? I shouldn't. So I, I tend to, like, I, I take myself away from from any of those harmful culture, homophobic culture, misogynistic culture, I, I distance myself away from them. But if, if it's a culture that that um, appraises good good morals and all that, then I can recognize with it. Yes, and living with Nigerians that they will believe in these toxic cultures is <coughs> stressful. It is fucking stressful staying with them. They make this society so regressive. Whenever you, you try to look, whenever you try to, whenever you try to come up with something different, whenever you try to come up with changes, keep seeing these people join you back because of, of this culture. So, and, and people like that tend to be very toxic. They tend to defend this, this their so-called culture to any length at all. So it's very difficult living with them. Very, very difficult. I have to like I have to go a tick, a tick back that whenever they come, I, I just snap my fingers, then I go into my room and cry because I know most of the things they say are very hurtful. Or the time they would come, they would attack me, they would beat me, they would do all sorts of things to me. Then I, I come back into my room. I, I break down totally. So it's not it's not it's not an easy thing at all. But I know I am I like I am very fulfilled with myself and I know my stand and I know what I am. What I am. So I don't ever let culture, tradition detect that for me. So I think for you to comfortably comfortably live in Nigeria, you have to just know these things, especially as a gay person, especially as a woman. You don't need to let culture detect anything for you at all. At all. Always put in mind that these cultures, they were made by misogynistic people. They were made by homophobic people. They were made by men who never consulted you to ask you what you wanted. So this is always my guide, guide whenever 
whenever I talk about culture, whenever I think about it at all. Thank you for that. So, um, and I agree with you, like people honestly forget that back in the day, like women would marry other women and have a wife as, as their queen when they didn't have a man in the house to carry on the legacy and they would sleep with this women. It wasn't like, oh, well, we're just marrying them. Like they would sleep with this women and then the men will come in and help them bear children. But people forget that. This There's a Nollywood movie. A very popular Hollywood movie. I've forgotten the title that talked about this issue. Yeah, people just—I don't know. I think that people honestly forget that that the white people came in and changed how the culture was, or the religion and the traditions of their people, and they have just taken a thing that no one honestly understands, and they've carried it on their head. <laughs> Typical Nigerian. <laughs> Other people's problems on their yeah. head, but no one has cared to like educate themselves. It. They will defend it to the death. Like oh. people, pe- people don't care to read. They don't care to look at anything. It's just like this is what I've been told, and they will die by what their parents have told them, like what what those in the street have told them. But none of them want to sit down and think. Well, why is this wrong? Why have I always accepted this? Like, nobody's asking any questions. It's just, I've been told that, so I'm going to accept it and walk and repeat what I've been told over and over again without having to think for themselves. I just have two more questions. Where are you now in your journey? Um, I'm, I'm at the advocacy stage. I don't, I, I, I don't know if it is the advocacy stage or just trying to survive stage especially in, in, in a country like, okay, it is both. I am trying to survive and I am trying to advocate for people who have no voice at all. So survivor is very difficult. Survivor is a very difficult thing, especially for a femme, um, open gay person in Nigeria. <laughs> Let me not forget, underprivileged, poor gay right. person in Nigeria. So it is very difficult for you because for the rich people, you can actually stay in a beautiful apartment, a comfortable apartment in the same place like Banana Island or the or VI or Lekki, then you don't get any disturbance from any people, from anybody. But for the poor person, you still have to meet disgusting people on your street every time you go out to buy things and most of them would attack you verbally. Some of them would come at you physically. Some of them would brutalize you and say all sorts of things to you. And I actually experience that every time. Every time I don't stay in Banana Island or any of those big places because I can't afford them. So I am just trying my best to survive. And yes... With this way, I am. I with this way, I try my best to advocate for for people who are unable to do that. I try to attack attack social constructs, and I try to to accelerate acceptance acceptance to the to yes, try to accelerate acceptance to the LGBTQ community. So, so yes, that is the stage I am now. I am done with, okay, trying to discover myself stage. 
um internalized homophobia stage i am done with all those stages so i am at the survivor stage and advocating stage so the last one is going to be very very light um if you could give any advice to if you could give any advice to someone who might still be in the closet whether it's nigeria or out of nigeria or just someone who is struggling to accept themselves know themselves don't even know what's happening what would you say i would say <laughs> this may sound cliche but it has been my my guide for for a very long time be you don't adjust for anyone don't even adjust for the world just be you because you are not the problem at all the world is a problem never see yourself as a problem they don't want you they don't like your type it's not about you it's not you it's not your fault that they don't like you it's not your fault that they don't like their type so they should be them they should be you want to sort themselves out, not you trying to sort yourself out. So just leave, keep surviving. Whenever you have the opportunity to go to somewhere better, take that opportunity, go to somewhere better because your sanity matters. And never doubt, never doubt yourself. Never, never doubt yourself at all. Never, never look down on yourself. Never look down on your sexuality because you are not different from the heterosexual people that walk around everywhere you are not different and you deserve the love the respect and every entitlement they get you deserve everything absolutely yes that's it okay and how are you celebrating pride i mean no one can really go outside so are you going to be like drinking in your house party what are you going to do for pride month uh, not like i will okay i'll be uh, um, I'll be trying to hook up with men on on Grindr, and what will I do again? I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of those. So yes, okay. Actually, I'm celebrating Pride on online with my friends. Okay. So we just go about posting the LGBTQ flag, annoying homophobes and. <laughs> and and making them regret being homophobes. So, yes, that's a beautiful way to celebrate pride. Okay. Well, thank you so much for giving me in the podcast your time. You are a beautiful person. And this was really great. I have learned so much. This was a great conversation. And thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. You're welcome shout out to my guest oh my god you guys are greatly appreciated and for those of you who are listening you're greatly appreciated as well don't forget to follow the podcast on twitter at how far podcast that way you know when there's a new episode you can listen to a new snippet you can join in the conversation um off the phone you can you know go ahead and join in and share your opinions and you can send a dm you can share it and while you're listening don't forget to like the podcast come on whether that's on spotify anchor google podcast or um outcast wherever you are listening on just do not forget to like the podcast and favorite it and share with other people that way they're also able to listen and join in the conversation have a good sunday you guys